Hey, I'm Lauren. And I'm Carrie. And we planted a church. And we didn't know what the heck we were doing. But now we kind of do. I mean, it's uh, survived 10 years. And we're still married, so that's good. So we made this podcast for couples like us who are following God's lead to start a new church. Because church planting is really, really hard. So we're here to walk you through some of the steps along the way, help you think about some of the challenges you might face, and talk about how your marriage can not just survive, but thrive while planting a church. Welcome to the Church Planting Together podcast. Welcome back to another Church Planting Together podcast featuring yours truly, <laughs> Lauren Pankratz and Carrie Pankratz also here with me today. You are good at the intro. <laughs> yeah, that's why I get to do them. I am excellent at intros. So um, we have been talking, we're, we've been kind of walking somewhat chronologically through our church planting endeavor. We were just looking back today through some of the newsletters we talked about on our last podcast, using newsletters to keep people updated about what's going on. And we were looking through some of those and just pulling out a few other things that we thought were worth mention in this kind of early phase of church planting. Do you remember those times? I do remember those times. Yeah. Yeah, a lot going on and nothing going on at the same time. It's, it's weird. You're constantly on the move, constantly trying new things. And so we wanted to kind of lay out a few of the new things that we did and what we were up to. Uh, and you're, you know, you may not do anything that we ever do. Yeah, <laughs> or, you might listen to our stuff and say, that is so dumb. <laughs> that was lame. Why did I do that? Yeah. Um, so, and it might be, but you know what? Um, Lord, use stuff. And so you just got to, you just got to do stuff. So. Um, the one, the first thing actually is a little bit of a sidebar of some kind, but we're in a kind of a unique place in uh, ministry in Utah because it is a uh, largely unreached people group. And so there's a lot of churches that when we would go and we'd either ask individuals or churches or even churches within our network about um, funding or, uh, or just they would hear about what we're doing, a lot of times people would be interested in sending a team out. Uh, on a missions trip out here, because that's how we got started here anyway, was on mission teams. And so we always felt like that was a great way for us to connect these other ministries into serving here in Utah. And so we we just always were excited about the opportunity to see new groups of people come in and serve folks here. And uh, maybe we were always always sort of hoping maybe some of them will get the vision like we did to come in and live and serve. And plant. And plant. And, yeah. All, all that stuff. Yeah, and um, it was always very encouraging for us when teams would come too, and we got to, again, continue to share our vision with Christians that are excited, and that would always kind of charge us up too. There's also the side of wanting to kind of protect our church name, Mm -hmm. though, because you can't control how (laughs) other people act and present things. So we're very careful to be specific about what we wanted them to do. Yeah, that was actually a place where we did do pretty good laying yeah. out ground rules for teams. Yes. From, from the very beginning, <laughs> we would tell them what uh, what they can and can't do um, in our church's name. <laughs> that, yeah. kind of, that kind of they thing. They can go do whatever they want, not being associated with our church. Mm-hmm. That's fine. We're not going to tell them how to serve yeah. the Lord. But if you're representing our church, we had some yeah. pretty specific things that we did not want them to do. Yeah. When we would do mission trips here before we moved, so when I was a college pastor and we brought teams down, we would kind of split things over the course of several days. We might spend a little bit of time going door to door around uh, the BYU campus. We might spend a little bit of time uh, learning from some other 
ministers who have done ministry here for a long time, whether in Salt Lake City or other pastors or parachurch ministries. Uh, we would spend times touring Temple Square, uh, maybe go for a hike. Uh, we would do a variety of different kinds of, of mission, just depending on the teams. And so we would try to get teams as they came out a similar sort of experience, or we'd suggest things for them similarly. So maybe they'd spend a day uh, uh, going down and learning from other people in Salt Lake. Maybe they'd spend some time with us or some other pastors to learn a little bit about serving full time here in ministry, and then uh, also have them go and do their own thing at um, you know knocking on doors or whatever they want to do. And then we would typically also try to have some kind of ministry that they could do for us that would energize our ministry as well, something that could help what we're doing. So what are some of the kinds of things you can remember that we would have people do? Well, I remember we we tried to focus just on serving the community, and so we'd have them do free car washes. Actually, we did. Do you remember the? Uh, it was the... Uh, uh, we put a sign out that said one dollar car wash. Oh yeah, and we would pay people and a then dollar. We would give them a dollar. <laughs> so and then they would freak out, and we say, no, no, no. The sign said it's one dollar. One dollar Here, car your, wash. Here's your car wash and your dollar. <laughs> and people were really upset about that. But they were like, why would you do why that? Would you ever do that? But yeah, so that was a fun thing. Then we had a team come and help us with that. Um, often we'd have churches here in July, and July eleventh, seven eleven is free Slurpee Day. And so it would end at a certain time. And so we would send groups over to 7-Eleven to pay for families who missed the cutoff. And they were so grateful because there would be families that would come in with like five kids for Slurpees and then realize, oh, no, I have to pay for them. And they're like, no, no, we got you. Um, We'd have people hang out at Dollar Tree and just give out dollar bills to people standing by a red box paying for their movie. And usually when they would do that, we had a little card made up that had a little slogan that said, uh, just a little reminder, God's love is free. And then on the back, it had uh, just our website service times and a little, uh, I think Romans five, eight or something was on there. Yeah. And so, um, you know, God shows his love in this way that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so he kind of, kind of anchor that idea in something tangible and then, and then, you know, a little reminder of our service times and that kind of thing too. Yeah. And those were always really fun. And to see the response was really fun. At the end of the day, we'd all gather in our basement and they'd share stories of like the mom who was crying because she, they paid for her when she got there and thought, oh no, I didn't bring money to pay for my kids for this. So it was, it was always really fun to hear those stories and just to have people showing love to our community that really blessed us. And it also, that's what we want to be as a church here is showing love where sometimes when mission teams come, they focus on the theological, Mm. which we also did when we first came out. But as a church living in the community, it's much different. So then they would go knock on doors and we actually even had a flyer made up of like the five churches in our County that, our Bible teaching churches that we would just give them all of them yeah, and just to try to show that, Hey, we're, we're not all different religions. Right. We're united. And we'd love for you to find one of these and check them out. And so, yeah, I remember we would put their websites and service times uh, and, and all that, all the kind of stuff, all the information, here's a phone number, here's all the stuff you can possibly need for each one. And then, <laughs> and then just hope that they would uh, connect with something. 
Yeah. We also all uh, had a lot of help during VBS times. Yeah, we still do. And we still do because typically our VBS is uh, a larger scale project than we have the volunteer capacity for. And so far, Lord's always brought people along to, to help us pull it off. And, uh, and that's been really interesting. So where we live, a lot of folks are really interested or open to sending their kids to our, uh, we call them Jesus adventures, you know, summertime <laughs> kids program, uh, for kids. And, and, and we do it at night. So mm-hmm. a lot of our neighbors and friends in the community, they think of it as date night week Yeah, where we take their kids every night for a week and we teach them about Jesus and they're in a safe place and they all get date night week and it's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so we'll oftentimes have teams come and, and then maybe they're running rec for us or they're helping with, you know, lead a group or be a group helper or whatever. There's all kinds of different roles and we, we can use all that help that we can get during that time. So that's been a very helpful thing that teams have done for us coming out and serving that way. Um, but, uh, we had a lot of teams that, that came out. We also tried, like we talked about, I think last time we were just very aware that, uh, we need to connect with people. Like that's what, that's, what's going to help us make an inroad here and, and get to, uh, that 10 launch team member, you know, team <laughs> that we need to develop Ten family, 10 family launch team, which for, I think normal places, it's like a hundred people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we were like, I don't, that's going to take us 20 years. <laughs> like let's, we got, we got 10 families. We're good. So we, so we did other things. What do you remember about other ways that we tried to connect? And I mean, the possibilities here are endless, you know, yeah. you could do anything that you're, you know, if you have a particular gift or talent or strength, uh, you know, you, you, you probably want to play to that. So if you were a rock star, maybe you do concerts or <laughs> backyard concerts and barbecues. We are not and, those things. Yeah. So do what you, do what you got to do, but what are some of the things you remember? I remember making pretty cookies. One of my friends in Fresno taught me how to make beautiful cookies. And I made one year, I made Easter cookies for all the neighbors and I think I may have put our like service times for Easter because I think it was a year that they didn't have church on that day. And um, I also had just in the neighborhood, I had a cookie decorating night in the fall and I just invited a bunch of neighbors over and just taught them how to do, how to make pretty cookies. That was fun. Um, we did women's Bible study was always huge. Mm-hmm. Um we did a dessert at the rec center where we actually did we like send out a mailer yeah, or put it in bunch. the newspaper. Yeah. Yeah. We, we sent out, it was like 20,000 mailers or something to a dessert. So we, we got some decent dessert and we uh, rented a space at the rec center here, kind of one of the hubs in our mm-hmm. area, uh, kind of a neutral location that we thought people wouldn't be intimidated by. And, we just kind of did send out a mailer that said, uh, I think the mailer, if I remember, it says something sweet is coming to Davis yes. County and <laughs> it had some information about the, the church plant and the website and stuff. And we saw a ton of hits on our website after yeah. that. And then we saw, um, well, for us, it was huge. We had 60 folks, 60 something people come to that event and here, and we just gave them dessert, uh, got down information from anyone who'd give it to us and did like a 10 minute spiel on the yeah, church on what the church what this is. is and it was just people in the community that were like who are you and what are you doing <laughs> yeah a lot of that yeah there's a few people that were a little bit uh 
cantankerous even I remember, but by and large, I think most of the people were just interested. And, and as I look back, there's a few people that still go to our church today yeah. who that was their first contact with us was they, they came to the, to the dessert. Some people even came to the dessert, didn't come to church for a couple of years. Cause they were like, Oh yeah, this thing's not going to work. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm sure this isn't going to work. But then after, after a while, you know, when it was like working, they're like, all right, we'll, oh, we'll, hey, go. They are we'll, church. Go. we'll go check it out. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of fun. So we did that. And I think that the key for me in that thing was we did have to spend a lot of money on the mailer. Mailer mailers are not cheap, yeah. but felt like there's no way we have the critical mass to invite enough people to make this work at all. We yeah. need to sow some seeds of awareness in our community and we're not at launch yet, but we needed to find ways to get more people knowing that we existed. So yeah. this was a way for us to sow some seeds of awareness, whether or not they came to the dessert or not, they at least had something that came to their home, yes. people within a couple mile, you know, radius of us, something that came to their thing that said, Oh, there's a, there's a church here like uh, that's developing like, okay, that's interesting. And some people would even like tell us years later that as they got either that mailer or some other mailer that we had sent out that they took it and it was on the fridge for, <laughs> you know, a year and a half before they finally took it off and came, you know, so yeah. sometimes it would, or they took it off and threw it away and another one came another to their one house. Came. <laughs> it was like the same day and they're like, all right, fine, I'll come. <laughs> you know? So things like that were really helpful, but that was a great way for us at that time to go from, you know, having six people on our launch team or six family units yeah. to having eight, you know, to having nine. We we went, we got closer, a uh, much closer to launch after that. We felt much closer to launch after that for us. Yeah. Um, another fun thing that we did was the county fair. Yeah. We had a booth at the county fair and I think our key was a spinny wheel with prizes Huge. are big. Everybody wants to spin the wheel. And some sort of game that you can have the high score. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we would have different different years. So thinking back, we did this before we launched. I mean, it took us eighteen months to to get from when we when we moved here to launch. So we had a couple years to to uh, a couple experiences. I'm not sure how many times we had the fair, but we we did the fair um, every year for the first several years even yes. before we launched and then after we launched. And we tried to have information about the church there. We had a nice booklet printed up that uh, that made us look official, even if we weren't launched yet, and yeah. that had our belief statement in it. Yeah, it had more information than you could ever yeah. want. But in our culture, people are they want to know everything. What is this? Like, what is the fine print? Mm -hmm. What tell me everything? Yeah. So we put all that stuff on there, and then we would we'd always have some sort of game to try to hook people in. <laughs> and so I think one year we did like a you know, some kind of dark gun, you shoot and you get points at Velcro and you write, and you have like a whiteboard and we'd write down the, the person's name. And I don't even think we had prizes. Like if you are on the Maybe top a piece of candy or something, remember. we didn't have a big prize. Yeah, I think anybody who played could get something, but it wasn't like a big prize thing or anything. It was just something fun. And, uh, and we did one of those, the little, uh, what's the game called with the frog, the little leapfrog. I just called the frog game. Yeah. So there's like a bucket like a little bucket and or ants in the pants or something. Yeah, it was that kind of. Yeah, idea. and you and you push the thing and it flops up into the deal. And we try to see who could do it from the farthest and who could do the most in a certain amount of time. And we give people opportunities and people would come and they'd come back later in the day and check and see if their score was still there and try to <laughs> try to beat it. And, you know, and during that time we did have t-shirts. And so we'd try to get as many people as we could around wearing the t-shirts yeah. at the fair too. So it was noticeable. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then I, I remember our friends down at the Mission Church. Mm-hmm. They did something similar to fair. They did their own fair thing, but they all had bright green shirts, which oh, were very yeah. visible. And I thought that was probably a better idea. Yeah, that was a better idea. Because then ours. you really do see them walking <laughs> around all over, and you're like, oh, that's another of oh, that person's deal. So we just kind of had like a less exciting yeah, I think it color, was like or gray something. or something. Yeah. Don't listen to us. Go yeah. bright. Go big. Go big. Go big. <laughs> Yeah, but that was fun. I know a couple uh, families. We had one family that lived in, in an apartment complex. A little later on, we had another group that lived in in Farmington in an apartment complex. And we would try these little deals where a lot of them would have like a little clubhouse or something in their, in their little uh, place. And we would have the church member rent out or, or reserve that for six weeks or something. And we'd try a Bible study there. So we'd do a six weeks through Colossians or something and, and just see if we can't connect with some folks from there and just put flyers all up on the doors and invite people to it and mm-hmm. see, see if we can connect with some new people, you know, given the little pockets of Christians that we had here or there, we, we try to influence those environments, those little areas. So that was something we tried. Yeah. Another thing that I loved that actually has carried on throughout the years because Lauren was on the parks and rec board, um, At first, they wanted to have vendors come to the movies in the park night, and then the vendors were all flaky. And the first year, Lauren had offered, hey, we'll come make popcorn for free. And they they wanted to do vendors the next year after the vendors didn't show up. They're like, okay. So we got to come every Friday night, and we just handed out free popcorn. We bought a popcorn machine. It's not that expensive to, to provide the popcorn in little bags and the kids would run up. I remember one kid the first night he came back like six times and he had on his, um, on his blanket, he had like six bags of popcorn. And I remember thinking like, this is the greatest night of this kid's Mm -hmm. life. (laughs) Yeah. And so we'd always have a little, just a little, uh, little information on the table, but we wouldn't push it. We would just have it there. It was just there. And if people ask, cause we have our tablecloth, I think our tablecloth had our logo and Mm -hmm. website on it. And then we'd set up our, our popcorn machine and people come and say, now what is, what is the bridge community? What is that? And then we tell them and we'd say, there's information here if you like it. And then it had, you know, service times and connection stuff. So, and I think we had done it a few times also just before VBS. Yes. And so we'd have our, like a little VBS information on the thing too. So we started that pretty early on and uh, that was a good, good way for us to be part of the community somehow. Yeah. And it, I feel like it really did tie us to the, community. I mean, I feel like we are part of the Centerville community and not outsiders where, especially in this culture, it's easy to make yourself an outsider if you do things a certain, a certain way. And because we were pretty much the only evangelical church, we wanted to be very careful about that. Now there are other churches in Utah that have gone a different route and Mm -hmm. that's, that's great. I'm not saying it's the only way, but for us, I think it has been huge for us to actually feel like we're supported by the community in a way, even though they don't, well, it's, <laughs> they don't this believe a, the same things. Yeah. Overly simplistic, but there's some groups that are kind of us against them Yeah, and we have more of a us for them, I think mentality. And that's, I'm sure that's, you know, there are some that would be, there are some that are us for them that are going to be more, uh, confrontational, but, but I think that you, you can run the risk. If you go too far on that spectrum, you can end up being kind of us against them. Yeah. And we always try to remember that it's not, 
you know, the people here are loved by God. Yeah, and they're not the enemy. They are not the enemy. And we want them to have a, a saving relationship with Jesus. And we want them to uh, come to church and be interested and, 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 uh, and come to a, a place of joy in Christ and all that. We, so we want that for them. And so we're trying to build those bridges to, to connect. At some point through all of that, we found ourselves in a position where mm-hmm. we weren't um, as comfortable in our house anymore. Yeah, I think it was after the dessert. I think we had like 30-some kids in our yeah, basement. Was, was the, or in our bedroom or whatever. <laughs> no, it was, it was at this house. This it was in the basement. Okay. Yeah, we were in our, a little bit better setup of a house. Mm. But we had... When we had that many kids in our basement, and then we were kind of bursting out the seams in our living room, and I think it, one of the guys was like, uh, we're going to need a bigger boat. <laughs> yeah. And so we tried to figure out, okay, what do we do? Do we go back to the rec center and rent space? I think we looked at that. We looked at, at a variety of uh-huh. different options or alternatives to meeting in our home, and we eventually made a connection with another uh, church in Bountiful, so not in Centerville, not where we wanted to plant, but they were really close, like the sister, you know, city yeah. there. And there's a church there that uh, that we are forever grateful. Yeah, to. greatest people ever, and and super generous, and they just let us use their facility. Uh, we couldn't use it Sunday nights because I think they had a Sunday night Bible study, uh, but they uh, would allow us to use it on Saturday night, which is a little bit. Uh, that's tough for a church to let someone use it Saturday night if you're going to use it Sunday morning. Yeah. So there's a lot of trust that we'd clean up and get it ready for them. But but they let us use it. They didn't charge us any rent, charge us no electricity. I mean, what a generous and kingdom-minded group of people to mm-hmm. allow this new church plant coming in to uh, to use it. So they even let us put a uh, a banner out front that advertised the Saturday night service. And... Um, and we actually had someone come to our church because of that. that was our first real time that we had a like uh, presence somewhere. There was something yeah. that had our name up all the time, <laughs> and then it was at this uh, at this church, which is uh, just a phenomenal phenomenal pastor and great church. But they let us use their facility. Yeah, which there is for a funny while. because even after we launched, we weren't allowed to do that in the building that we were. That's true. At so we had that for a short period of time, yeah, and then we our lost next for a little bit. Our next location, we didn't have that. But That's it worked true. out okay. <laughs> yeah, it was fine. But yeah, so super grateful. They had you know multiple kids rooms. I think we, at that point, by then, I think we had three classrooms that we had kids in. Yeah, I think it was like babies, toddlers, pre- or diapers, and then non diapers or something yeah. like that. <laughs> I think it was how it went. And so we had three three groups, and that gave us space to kind of split that out a little bit. Yeah, and then uh, we had uh, the stage to use, and so it, was, it felt a little bit more like church like yeah. you could you could preach one thing music. i do remember about that we hired a couple of high schoolers from another church um to come and help with children's mm. because at this point our people like we're just switching off with kids and we don't get to go to church if we're with kids yeah. so it's just one service which later we'll have to do a whole thing on pre-service mm-hmm. because that changed my life. Yeah. But um but that actually is something to consider, especially from the planter wife point of view. Sometimes it's just expected that we're going to do children's and if that's your gift, awesome. 
But if it's not, come up with a plan because it's really easy to get trapped. And that's happened to me numerous times where I just go to fill in and then I can't, I can't get out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it is okay to say, here's where I'm not gifted. Can we find a way? Now, obviously I'm willing to step in wherever there's a need. And I believe most, most planters are, but also it's okay to, it's okay to be good at what you're good at and do what you love so that you don't become resentful mm-hmm. because there are times that I'm doing it just totally joyfully, but there are times where I'm like, why do I have to do this again? I haven't been a church forever. And I don't have a, <laughs> I'm not doing it out of a servant's heart. I'm feeling obligated and then I'm getting bitter and that's not good. So it was actually very good for us to, um, to pay it, we didn't pay them a ton, but it was worth it to use that money to know the kids were cared for. And at that early stage, we didn't have like a big curriculum. I think we did Bible coloring pages. Our kids were so young at that time. It wasn't until we launched that we did a real mm-hmm. curriculum. There's actually one of the churches who's one of the planters right now. They they do a bounce house for the kids, and I think that's a brilliant idea. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Give them something to do and have fun with. Wear them out. Wear them out. Yeah. It's a great plan. Yeah. So so that was a, a great uh, step for us. I feel like once we got to that place, we, uh, we moved in there in November, and it was probably by the end of that year, we had formalized a team, a launch team, that uh, we had at least those 10 families or more yeah. family units that said, we will launch this thing with you. And so we started organizing into uh, launch team meetings. I just remembered another thing that we used to do. Oh, remember we used to do lunches for the youth shelter. Yeah. Yeah. We do a couple different service yeah. things too. Yeah. One of them was we, the, in Salt Lake city, there was a youth shelter. The kids would have to leave on the weekends, uh, for some rule. Yeah. And, uh, and they wouldn't have food. So we'd go down on whatever before they leave and make yeah, fr- sack we'd lunches. We'd drop off sack lunches yeah, for them to pick them up on Fridays. Sack lunches and they'd pick them up and then they could take those out with them for the weekends or something. Yeah. So we we did different uh, some different things like that. We had a couple of families that were um, really gifted in helping us find opportunities <laughs> like that. So Lots that of good. opportunities. Yeah. So it was, <laughs> it was nice to have uh, uh, some things that kind of tied us together as a church that we were accomplishing things and doing things together, even at that early phase. Well, and at the early phase, it's the whole church doing it together. So you do have to be careful about how much you do, Mm -hmm. because that was one thing we ran into, especially with people who, this was their first experience with a Christian church. And so they would even say like, hey, are we supposed to do, is this something we have to do? Mm -hmm. Are we supposed to be doing something every day of the week? Or if there are two things, like how how do we know what we're supposed to do? So be careful not to do too much, um, but focus on maybe one good thing you can do all together so you don't start to burn everybody out. Um, And the other thing I think that I've learned along the way that has been helpful for me is that anytime you start something new, you don't want to sell it as, okay, the bridge community is now doing this forever, (laughs) forever more. It's you, you approach things. I, I tend to approach things now much more experimentally 
Like, let's see if this works and is effective and if it's accomplishing what we want it to accomplish. And if it's doing the thing that we want, then as we evaluate it, we say, great, let's keep doing it. And if it's not doing what we want, then we say, well, what can we do differently that can get us where we want to get? And then we can shift gears, but it's not like we're bought into a particular thing that we're going to do forever. If, uh, if that thing becomes ineffective, then we want to do something effective. So I think, I think we, we, we stress people out a little bit early on because we were just trying to do everything, trying to get enough points of contact and, and it became a little bit overwhelming. Like, what is it, this or that? And it wasn't, it wasn't just like us leading it. There were other people Mm. who were gung ho and would show up with, Oh, I want to do this new ministry. And Mm. then, which is great, except for we have 20 people Mm -hmm. that, (laughs) that are doing everything all the time. Yeah, so so kind of containing and that that's, a little. And, and this is another something that we've learned along the way, but the, you know, when people talk about vision, mission, and strategy, we'll probably have to do a thing on this at some point, but, um, you know, every church is basically going to have the same mission because Jesus gave the church the mission. And so there's sort of, every church is going to be fairly, or should be Christian church. And it should be fairly similar on the mission you hope. And, um, and then in vision talk, it can get loosey goosey for people. What, what differentiates typically one church from another is their strategy. And I think that was one thing that we focused more on the outcome, the vision that we were pursuing. And we talked a lot about the mission. Here's what we're doing. We're doing this because, you know, this is what Christ called us to. And we could talk about the purpose or the big why, you know, we just want to glorify God. And so we had a lot of, a lot of those things, but we hadn't really refined a, a, a ton our particular uh, strategy and how it relates to the vision and in pursuing that mission yeah. for the purpose. And that even if, us. even if you had in your mind mm-hmm. done it, it wasn't communicated. Yeah. Well, and so it became a little bit of a free for all at times. And <laughs> so that's one of that was one of the, as I look back, something um, that I could have done better was, um, was have a, a stronger view of the strategy that we were going to yeah, employ. Which now we protect that. Yeah. And because that's what you can protect, then you can, that lets you say no to things and prioritize so that, because if I'm saying yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. If I'm saying no to something that allows me maybe to say yes to something else. And so in order to say yes to the things that you as a church want to say yes to, you have to be able to say no to some things. And if you don't have something in place that lets you say, we're going to say yes to these and no to these, then you get, you get kind of that free for all yes. thing. And so needed to do that a little bit better. Yeah. We don't want it to get crazy, but mm-hmm. serving the community is a great thing. And I'm awesome. sure there are lots of other other things that we can yeah. come up with to do that. But that was a huge part of our first year. Yeah. So find some ways to do it. Good luck. Good luck. Okay. So that was our show for today. Yeah. If you liked it, tell a friend and do all the subscribe stuff so you can find the next one we do. Thanks for listening to the Church Planting Together podcast. See ya.